Chapter Twelve of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: A Mendocino Murder. Among my occasional hearers, when I preached on Weber Avenue in Stockton, was a handsome, sunny-faced young man who, I was informed, was studying for the ministry of the Presbyterian Church. His manners were easy and graceful, his voice pleasant, his smile winning, and his whole appearance prepossessing to an unusual degree. He was one of the sort of men that everybody likes at first sight i lost trace of him when i left the place but retained a decidedly pleasant remembrance of him and a hopeful interest in his welfare and usefulness my surprise may be imagined when a few years afterwards i found him in jail charged with complicity in one of the most horrible murders ever perpetrated in any country it was during my pastorate in santa rosa in eighteen seventy three that i was told that geiger a prisoner confined in the county jail awaiting trial for murder had asked to see me upon visiting him in his cell i found that his business with me was not concerning his soul but his family they were very poor and since his imprisonment matters had been going worse and worse with them until they were in actual want knowing well the warm-hearted community of santa rosa i did not hesitate to promise in their name relief for his wife and children after having satisfied him on this point i tried to lead the conversation to the subject of religion but seeing he was not disposed to talk further i withdrew before leaving the jail however i was asked to visit another prisoner charged with participation in the same murder on going into his cell the recognition was mutual it was alexander whom i had known and to whom i had preached at stockton i little thought when i saw you last that we would meet in such a place as this he said with emotion how comes it that you are here surely you cannot be the murderer of a woman i asked perhaps a little abruptly it is a curious case and a long story he said it will come out on the trial I looked at him with an interrogation point in my eyes. Could that pale, meditative, scholarly-looking young man be capable of taking part in such a dark tragedy as that of the murder of which he had been accused? I left him inclined to pronounce him innocent, despite the strong evidence against him. But the conviction of many, who watched the trial a few months later, was clear that he was one of Mrs. Strong's slayers briefly given here is the story of the murder as gathered from the evidence on the trial and recollected after the lapse of several years mrs strong was a middle-aged woman with a violent temper and hardened nature so often met with in women who have been subjected to the influences of such a life as she had led among rough men and in a rough country where might too often makes right geiger and alexander lived not far from the strongs in the wildest region of mendocino county a quarrel arose between these two men on one side and mrs strong on the other concerning land the particulars of which have passed my memory it seems that the right of the case lay rather with the men and that mrs strong with a woman's peculiar talent for provocation rather presumed on her sex in ignoring their claims at the same time forfeiting all right to consideration on that score by violent language and unwomanly taunts whenever she met them 
according to the most charitable theory and to me it seems the most reasonable geiger and alexander previously angered by unreasonable opposition accidentally met mrs strong in a piece of woods the subject of dispute was brought up and it is supposed that the unfortunate woman became more and more violent and abusive until finally maddened by her words one of the men geiger it is supposed struck her down then seeing that she was injured fatally and fearing discovery he and alexander finished the job and fastening a heavy stone to her neck hid the body in one of the darkest holes of the stream that flowed through those wild hills piling stones on the breast and limbs of the corpse to ensure concealment of course mrs strong was missed and search for her began in which her two murderers were forced to join what a terrible time that was for the two men those rides through the woods and canyons a hundred times passing the dreadful spot with its awful secret surely worse punishment on earth for their terrible crime could not be conceived those two instruments of human torture which the inquisition has never surpassed remorse and fear were both gnawing at the hearts of these wretched men during all of that long and futile search but it was given up at last and they breathed easier a few weeks after an indian on his pony riding through the woods felt thirsty and turned down the canyon to a spot where the trees stood thick and the rocks jutted out over the water like greedy monsters looking at their helpless prey beneath he stooped to quench his thirst in the primitive fashion but before his lips had touched the water his roving eye caught sight of a swaying something a little way up the stream that made even that stolid red man shrink from drinking that sparkling fluid for it had flowed over the body of a dead woman mrs strong was found the force of the stream had washed away the weighing stones from the lower limbs and the stream having fallen several feet since the heavy rains of the past weeks the feet of the corpse were visible above the water the stone was still attached to the neck thus keeping all but these ghastly feet under the water the long-hidden murder was out at last and the quiet indian riding away on his tired pony carried with him the fate of geiger and alexander when the news was told it was remembered how unwilling they had been to search near that spot and how uneasy and excited they had seemed whenever it was approached indeed they had been objects of suspicion to many and the discovery of the body was followed immediately by their arrest the trial resulted in the acquittal of alexander the justice of which was questioned by many and a sentence of lifelong imprisonment for geiger before his removal to the state prison however he made his escape aided it is supposed by his wife who is thought to have brought him tools for that purpose secreted in her clothing he has never been found and in all probability never will be some say he has never left the country and is living the life of a wild animal in the mountains there but it is more likely that he like the first murderer fled to far lands where he must ever bear the scarlet letter of remorse in his heart. End of chapter 12